And I know that you guys are big fans of Raising Cane's uh, chicken. I don't, I don't know if you know that, but they, they actually have a Raising Cane's location now in Kapole. No, they don't. No, they don't. You're lying. What? Welcome back, everybody, to this week's bonus episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and have to start by welcoming my co-host. I don't have to start. I want to start by welcoming my co-host, Samantha, to the show. Welcome, Sam. Aloha, Brian. Aloha. Yes, we are going to be talking even more about Alani today. Uh, One of our favorite things. Probably our second favorite to Disney Cruise Line. Is that fair, Sam? Would you say that? Yeah, I think I think that's a fair thing to say. In fact, somebody, uh, I think when I was on Rope Drop Radio, they asked me if my favorite Disney resort, and the answer was Aulani. <laughs> not Grand Cal and not Riviera? No, I have to say Aulani still. And yet, and yet we own pieces of those resorts. So now I'm going to have to go on the DVC resale market here. And no, find no we points. don't. Because the, the, <laughs> nice the nice part is we can use our points at, El- we can use our Disney World and Disneyland points at Aulani actually more easily. I want that fixed Christmas week at Aulani and then we can use it for whatever <laughs> we want because uh, I, I loved I loved our Christmas vacation this past year to Aulani. Um, that was fun. Hey, before we get started here, I want to remind folks we've opened up a call-in line. So we're going to be talking with a fabulous guest this evening that I will introduce in a second about his experiences at Aulani or his highlights, tips, tricks for Aulani. Uh, and so just wanted to let folks know if you've got questions about Aulani, Disney cruising, anything you want to ask us, we have decided we have opened up a voicemail line so you can call us. Yes, it is a Nebraska area code. I did take some gruff from the Rope Drop Radio crew because it's a Nebraska area code, but that is what Google gave us. I swear to you, we are in the Seattle area, but we've got a 402 area code. It's 402-413-5590. 402-413-5590. Leave us a voicemail there. We're going to start including some in the shows, answering questions, responding to comments. We want to hear your tips and tricks for Alani if you've got them. We love to include those as well. So with that, I got to start by welcoming our guest, Chris back to our show. Chris, welcome back. Aloha. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we are so excited. We got the chance to meet up with you in person at Disneyland. Yes. And that, yes. was, that was a lot of fun. It was great to meet you in person. Yeah, it was great to meet you guys. Chris, you recently, I don't want to say just got back, but re- recently, pretty, well, actually pretty almost recently. just got back. <laughs> two, yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah, from from Elani, and uh, well, let me just start with how are things overall for you at Elani? A lot's changed. A lot has changed, but a lot really feels the same. I mean, it was just it was like one of the other trips that I had been on over the years. So it was it was great to be back home and and see that the the resort looks just as beautiful as it did day one when it opened. Probably even better because all the landscaping has really grown in, and <laughs> uh, the cast members are, are doing such a great job. Um, it was a it. it it felt like just a normal vacation. I, I feel like Hawaii is back open, lots of tourists there, and uh, it was just a great, great time to spend over in the islands. Fantastic. Now, uh, you said you referred to it as home. Do you own DVC there? I don't own DVC. Uh, I refer to it as home. It's sort of my second home, I should say. I think some people know, not everyone know. I uh, was a uh, former uh, Walt Disney Imagineer. I still work for the company, but I I worked at Walt Disney Imagineering while Aulani was being built. And that was one of the projects that I worked on. And so I got the chance to travel over there quite a bit for work during the construction of it from 2008 to to 2014. So it sort of became my my second home. I spent probably half my time over there during those years while we were uh, building the resort and then expanding the resort right after it opened. So it, it, it certainly 
has a special place in my heart and is probably one of my favorite uh, Disney kind of experiences that you can do anywhere in the world. I got to ask, Chris, did you get did you ever get to meet Joe Rohde? I mean, he was behind Alani, right? I mean, he was one of the big, uh, big minds behind Alani, I think. He was. Yeah. So he uh, so Wing Chow, I think probably a lot of your viewers know and you probably know from the Imagineering story and being big Disney Cruise Line fans. Wing Chow sort of designed all of the kind of major Disney resorts at Walt Disney World. And and uh, he also is, you know, one of the major kind of architects and designers for the Disney Cruise Line. So Wing was actually actually sort of the kind of lead kind of creative uh, person on Aulani when it first started back kind of in 2007, 2008. And then it transitioned to Joe Rohde uh, about a year or two later. And then Joe took it through completion. So I got a chance to, to work with him quite a bit um, and spend quite a few uh, uh, nights just kind of mulling over how we could just make this resort sort of that must-see Disney place that everyone is going to want to go and visit. So that was truly probably a highlight of my career uh, at Imagineering to get to work with him and, and help as you know, I was working in finance at the time uh, in charge of sort of all the, the budget and all the money that was being spent on the project. But as, as Joe says, everyone is creative at Imagineering. And so getting the chance to give my input on the design of this resort uh, was was just uh, fantastic and just truly a once in a lifetime uh, opportunity. And he is a fantastic person to work with. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Well, we could talk Joe Rohde all day. We could. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll be able to find a way to get Joe Rohde on this show. I, I, I doubt it at this point, but hey, you never know. We've had some interesting folks on. But I want to hear about Alani. So um, yes. when we were last there in the updates we've been hearing, you know, it seemed like resort capacity is steadily coming back. I don't know, Chris, what, what did you what did you see that had started to come back at Alani? And, you know, how, how did the resort feel from a crowd experience? Yeah, so I, I booked the my trip back in December, um, so about kind of five or six months before I went. And at the time when I booked it, there wasn't a lot of availability in terms of just rooms. I, I was worried, oh my gosh, it's already sold out. And slowly over time, I think they've started to increase the capacity, the number of rooms available. So I saw, I know in the kind of February, March timeframe, there was a lot more rooms that became uh, available, a lot different of the, the, the room types, both on the DVC side and the hotel side. And so I was sort of anticipating, okay, it's going to be a little bit more full than maybe you got to experience when you were there over Christmas time. And, and I've had other friends who have gone since it's reopened and it's been a pretty kind of mellow uh, kind of resort experience. It felt about as back to normal as it as I think it, it you know typically would have been you know pre pre shutdown it was I mean the place was hopping pretty much every uh, food and beverage venue was open outside of ama ama which they're sort of in the middle of reconcepting uh, restaurant um, which is great because it's probably one of my favorite places to sit and have breakfast or lunch and just stare off into the ocean and and sort of start your day uh, but you know all the other restaurants and bars and activities from the luau to movie nights to character greetings all of that was sort of up and running and so it truly felt like it was a normal you know resort experience that you would typically get at Alani well, Chris, let's ask about some of your favorites at Alani. What are some of your favorite things to do at the resort? Uh, maybe we could start with: Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite room at Alani? Like not a specific room number, but a favorite kind of room? 
Oh, gosh, my, I mean, obviously anything that you can get a nice ocean view, you know, so this particular stay, I was in a hotel room, an ocean view hotel room on the eighth floor. Um, I like being a little bit lower down versus maybe being on, you know, something towards like 13, 14 or 15 at the very top, just because you're able to see a little bit more of what's going on in the in the valley area and the pool and the lazy river and all that you get to obviously hear all the beautiful music at night that's being played. But you still get a chance to be able to see the ocean. And um, if you're you're in a hotel room, I actually kind of like the hotel rooms that are sort of in the the tower that looks out to the, the pool area. Because if you're at least at about the seventh or eighth floor and above, if you look to the left, when you're on your balcony, um, you can actually on a very clear day, see all the way to Diamond Head and Honolulu, which is pretty amazing uh, from the resort because you're about 30 or 40 miles away. But I've stayed in both DVC and hotel rooms. I think, you know, pretty much any room that that you're going to have at Alani, you know, you're spending so little time in your room, you're outside, you're at the beach, you're at the pools, you're walking around, you're enjoying it. So I, I think for anyone who's looking to do a trip out there, if you're a DVC member, my vote is spend the least amount of points and spend the most amount of days out there, just get the cheapest room you can get and spend as many nights as you can. Uh, an ocean view is beautiful, but you can always just walk right out of the resort and can watch the sunset out there on the beach, which I think is a bit more magical to do uh, when, when you're kind of standing on a beach in Hawaii. So plus, if you get one of those rooms on what is that? The the left tower. Yeah, the Eva Tower. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can you can watch the Luau for free and watch movies on the lawn from your balcony. So. Yeah, that, that is a really good that, that's a good point. Those island garden views over in the Eva Tower that are sort of in that kind of anywhere from floor two to probably four six, maybe, or seven, um, you're able to watch the the luau. And so, you know, that plays three or four nights a week. Um, so you're, you know, don't have to pay all that money to be able to watch uh, that experience. You can actually just grab some dinner and sit out on your balcony for a couple hours and watch that. And yeah, it's a great, great from use the of pizza points. Corner. Yeah, you can grab, yeah, you can grab some pizza and hang out and have a drink and 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 watch the luau for free. So that's what I want to do next time, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's it, those rooms are really interesting to me just because I. I would that bother you after a while? I guess they don't do the luau every night, right? No, it's not no. every, and it doesn't go that that late. I mean, yeah, it's yeah late ish, yeah. but it goes to like what, like maybe nine, nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. It's about a three hour show. They start loading in around, you know, kind of five, five thirty, and the shows, you know, obviously because there's families with kids and a lot of people are on different time zones, you know, they don't want anything to be super, super late till, you know, nine or you know 10 or 11 o'clock. So um, I actually stayed uh, when I went with my family back in 2018, we stayed in a room on the kind of fifth floor uh, facing that that was great. One of the nights we sat out there and watched the whole luau and it was great. It was a, that was a really, really neat experience to have. We've, we've been to the luau a couple of times, but it is quite long. And, you know, we stayed the whole time because we really wanted, of course, to see the whole show, but especially to see the, the fire the dancing fire. at yes. the end. Right. Yes. And, and Nathan wanted to see the fire, but it would maybe be a little easier if we were in our hotel room and then he just got to come out <laughs> to the balcony to watch the fire. So anyway, I just think it's a, it's a good good tip for people to know if you don't want to uh, spend the money on an ocean view and you don't want to spend the money on the luau there is a couple of options plus now that they're doing the movies on the lawn a couple nights a week that might not be the the best place to watch a movie from but if you wanted to sit on veranda and watch a disney you know generally an animated g-rated or pg-rated movie you can do that 
Let's talk about favorite places to eat on Oahu, not necessarily at Aulani, and then favorite things to do uh, at Oahu, not necessarily at Aulani. Yeah, so I, I've been to Hawaii quite a bit. I will say probably this was somewhere in the range of my 45th or 47th trip um, out to the islands, which is pretty amazing, both for mostly for work, but but also for for pleasure. Like this trip was for uh, I, I went out for a good friend's wedding. So there was a bunch of us that that went out for the week. My favorite place to eat in, you know, if you're in Waikiki, if you're in Honolulu, if you're staying in a hotel down there, my favorite place to eat is at the Halakalani Hotel. And it, it's, it's at a place called House Without a Key. Oh, what kind of food? So they have, it's sort of kind of, uh, they have Hawaiian food, they have seafood, they have steaks. It's sort of kind of that that all-encompassing menu. My favorite thing to do, though, is, uh, and I, I haven't been there in a couple of years, and so I don't know if they they have it on these particular nights, but they used to, on Tuesday and Thursday nights, do a surf and turf menu. You basically could get a burger with lobster on top of it that they would freshly cook out there um, on the lawn, and then you would go and pick it up. And and it was just some of the, the freshest lobster. They have amazing fish there. But it, it has one of my favorite Mai Tais anywhere on the island. The setting is amazing. They're, it's sort of an oceanfront restaurant. They have live music uh, with hula dancers every night. And literally, when you look towards the left, Diamond Head is right in your view. So uh, it is just pretty, it's a pretty epic place to have dinner. You can watch the sunset. You've got Diamond Head. You've got great food, great drinks. You've got music. I mean, it is quintessential Hawaii. It is pricey. I will say it is It is certainly not a, a cheap dinner, but it is a place where you can go for several hours and enjoy sort of all, everything that, that Hawaii has to offer kind of from a dining experience. So that, that in Honolulu, that is probably... My favorite place, I also love, um, I believe it's called Hula Grill, which is right above Duke's um, at the Outrigger. And I love their breakfast. Uh, they have amazing macadamia nut pancakes. And so if you are a breakfast person, you, you want like a hearty breakfast to sort of start your day and get you through the day before dinner, that is a great place to go if you're in Waikiki and Honolulu. Just absolutely fantastic uh, food and, and probably the best. I've had a lot of macadamia nut pancakes all all over the island. Uh, and that's probably another, I mean, it helps that it's an oceanfront restaurant. You get that those beautiful diamond head and ocean views, but the food is just absolutely fantastic. Uh, now, would you normally, when you go uh, to Alani, do you normally rent a car then so that you can go to some of these places over in Honolulu or Waikiki area? It kind of depends. I mean, this past trip that, that, you know, I was there for a wedding, which was on the other side of the island at Kualo Ranch, which is kind of a big popular tourist place. It's where they filmed a lot of very popular movies like Jurassic Park. And you can go on movie tours and ATV tours over there. I went for a wedding over there. Um, so I rented a car this particular stay, mostly because, you know, I was I was figuring out, okay, I'm going to have to get from the airport, airport to Alani, and then from Alani to the other side of the island for we had a we had a beach day on Saturday, and then the wedding was on Sunday. So I was sort of calculating the number of times that I might have to take an Uber and Ubers are not plentiful in Hawaii, especially if you're outside of the main Waikiki area, it can take a little bit longer and cost a bit. Um, and taxis are very expensive as well. So this particular trip, it made sense to just get a car and be able to kind of freely drive around the island. 
I loved it too, just because I also like going into Kapolei, which is the city right before you get to Aulani. And I know that you've talked about on your other shows, if you're if you're a DVC member and you're staying for a week or two and you, you've got the kitchen and you've got you know the stove and all of that, it's a great place to stop. They have grocery stores there. They have a Costco. They have a Target. So you can pick up a lot of food for the week. Um, and that's in, in the town right before, you know, half a mile before you get to Aulani. So it, that was fun to be able to go and do some shopping. I love going to Costco. They, they have some unique things, unique Hawaiian island things there that you don't find. Certainly, you can go and pick up amazingly cheap Kona coffee um, at the Costco out there. They've got um, just some other uh, things that are fun to pick up when you're out there. And their Target, you know, all, all of the stores out there have uniquely Hawaiian things. So that's really cool to be able to kind of go shopping uh, in the morning, uh, you know, when 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 you're getting ready. Yeah, it's a great place to like go get even, you know, souvenirs that you want to bring home for friends and family, like yes. you said, coffee or like specialty cookies, things like that. You can find them at Costco and obviously you can find them at Target as well. But if you forgot something like a swimsuit or a rash guard or uh, sunscreen, you know, all that kind of stuff, flip-flops, right? All that stuff, you can buy it at the ABC store near Alani, or in some of it, you could buy in the gift shops in Alani, but it's going to cost you It's going to cost you a lot of money, yes. And I know that you guys are big fans of Raising Cane's uh, chicken. I don't, I don't know if you know that, but they, they actually have a Raising Cane's location now in Kapolei. No, they don't. Uh, yes, no, they I, don't. I was, I was driving by and I was like, wait a second. And I stopped and I was like, they have a, wait, what? They have a Raising Cane's? Like, how is this out here in Hawaii? Like, so. That's that, crazy. Another we don't even have place. it in Seattle. How yeah. do we not, how do they have it in? They also have Dunkin' Donuts there in Kapolei. They have a dunk, yeah, we have a Dunkin', Dunkin' out there. Yeah. You know, when we first started going out there in 2008 and 2009, there was no Target. I think they had just opened the Costco. Most of those restaurants, I mean, there was nothing out there. They have, you know, over the past, you know, you know, Alani's been open for just over 10 years now. They have really built up that that. Uh, kind of Kapolei kind of city center town center area and, and there is a lot of stuff to be able to um, sort of get as you're as you're going to a lobby so and now and now raising canes I can't believe it <laughs> so jealous every place we travel has it but we can't it's probably a good thing we can't get it at home Sam it's probably yeah, it, it probably is but it's like literally how many I mean do they need to bring really anything else to to Elani or to near Elani for us to go. They probably didn't, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So for food at the resort, and or I'll just say the maybe resort area, if you want to talk about Koalina, the broader Koalina area. So... I mean, I think everyone's favorite uh, across the street from Aulani is Monkey Pod. Um, I went there two nights just because I love it so much. They have a wide selection of beers on tap. So if you're if you're a craft beer lover, there is a plethora of beers to choose from. They also have probably one of my favorite Mai Tais uh, out there. I, I had a couple of those one night. Great thing to know, you know, it, it is, you know, the resort is busy. There's lots of people out. You can make reservations at Monkey Pod. Uh, it's also an easy walk-up place to walk in. Usually, I was I, I went and sat at the bar every night because it was much easier to get a chair and kind of a table in there versus sort of wait 20 or 30 minutes. But it is an easy place to go if you haven't sort of figured out what you're going to do for dinner. You can just go across the street there. It's a, it's a large kind of two-story indoor-outdoor restaurant. The one kind of good note, the bar area has seating at the bar, but it also has high-top tables around the bar that are unreserved. So if you're a family of four and you've got kids who, you know, are, are, you know, 
safe enough and, and you, you feel safe enough to have them sit in kind of a high top chair. Plenty of tables and there were plenty of open tables the entire night that I was there both times uh, that you can just walk right into and sit down at and they'll serve you right away. So good note if you don't want to sort of wait for uh, a table there. Will they let kids sit in there though? Because in some places they won't even let kids sit in a bar area. Yeah, there, there, were, there were families that were sitting in uh, that, not at the directly at the bar itself but at the high top tables around the bar. And there were probably, I don't know, maybe six to eight of those tables. There there were families just sitting there having dinner. Awesome. That's good to know. That's a good tip. Yeah. We do love, uh, we do love monkey pod. I'm a big fan of the Kahlua pork um, pizza that they have and the Mai Tai, of course. Also big fans of Pizza Corner just across the street. They have awesome garlic knots. Um, which is something I don't know why, but pizza places in Seattle don't have garlic knots. Um, it's a New York, it's like a New York, New Jersey kind of a thing, I guess. But I'm like, why do they ha- they have them in Hawaii? Why do they not have them here in Seattle? Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action here to thank our amazing show sponsors over at My Path Unwinding Travel. You know, Sam and I have gotten to know the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel over time, and they are just so knowledgeable, so wonderful, so responsive, so welcoming. They have a great set of communities built on Facebook where they answer people's questions. We know that if you decide to book your next vacation with My Path Unwinding Travel, you will have a wonderful, wonderful experience. So if you are looking to book your next fabulous Disney Cruise Line vacation and adventure, by Disney Vacation, maybe you've been eyeing an all-inclusive resort vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash DCLDuo to book your next fabulous vacation. We know you'll have a fantastic experience. And with that, back to our episode. What about uh, things to do, Chris, off resort? Are there any places on Oahu you would say folks have to to hit up? Yeah, I think... If you, you know, I, I, people always ask sort of like, we want to go to Hawaii for a week. My, my sort of advice that I always give people is fly to Hawaii, stay maybe a couple nights in Waikiki. Um, it's, you know, a bit cheaper than obviously saying that Alani and do all the touristy things there. So some of my favorite things, if you're able to go to Diamond Head, hike to the top of Diamond Head, it has an amazing view uh, over Honolulu. You can see actually all the way out to Kapolei where Alani is on a really clear day. It's just a gorgeous, it's a very, I would say it's a moderate hike. Um, there are some stairs and you kind of go through a little tunnel to get to the top. Uh, but it's a, it is definitely worth the hike and just a really unique uh, thing to go and see. I mean, a lot of people, when you're flying into Hawaii, you sort of fly right over the crater and then you make the U-turn and land. Um, so it's a really unique thing to see. I think if you have the chance, if you like snorkeling, uh, Hanama Bay is, is a just a fantastic place, a uh, very protected kind of safe place to go snorkeling. They also have the, the, the lighthouse and, and the blowhole over on that side of the island. If you're a movie buff, uh, I, I would highly recommend Kolo Ranch. You know, like we talked about, uh, Jurassic Park was filmed there. It's the iconic sort of valley with these like huge, you know, mountain kind of fingers that that go down several thousand feet towards the ocean and just absolutely spectacular. You can get in an open air truck that they'll drive you around in. They also have ATV tours that you can do with friends. And so kind of different experiences. I think there's also horseback riding. There's a bunch of different options for how to see 
and experience all of those different locations. If you're a Lost fan, if, if you were a fan of Lost that was on ABC... Um, I, it until was the actually, finale. Until the finale, then you're like, what did they do? Uh, you can actually go visit... You know, They filmed, obviously, Lost on the island. There are websites where you can go and figure out all the different places that they filmed from the you know the original pilot episode beach that's up on the north shore you know if you're going up to the north shore to go to visit one of the shave ice places or the turtle beach that we all love going to there's you know those kind of cool filming locations and there's also a bunch of locations in Waikiki as well so if you're a huge fan of lost i would suggest that you know shave ice places and dole whip i i would say the easiest place to get dole whip is at alani it's pretty cheap uh, they have a couple different flavors i think you've talked about maybe before the the dole pineapple plantation it's a tourist attraction it's interesting to go and see but it, it often is very crowded and probably not worth the time to actually uh, stop and spend there versus doing other things uh, the north shore is spectacular to see especially if you're there in the winter when the waves are a little bit bigger to watch surfers and paddleboarders and bodyboarders that are out there in these sometimes very large waves i was i was out there on a trip one time in january and there were 30 to 35 foot waves and watching people surf out there it was absolutely breathtaking and uh so and you, you've talked about the turtle beach which is right after you get out of um Halieva, which is kind of that main north shore town that you drive through there is a turtle beach that now has kind of a proper parking lot whereas when we were going 10 or 15 years ago, you would sort of park on the side of the road and run across the street. There's a much better kind of situation for families if you're driving your car to kind of park your car and walk across the street. And oftentimes, not every time, but oftentimes you will get to see sea turtles. So just a fantastic... I also will say one of the more unique things that I did on the island, and I didn't tell anyone about it until after I did it, I went skydiving, which was absolutely fantastic. So there, there's a, a skydiving place up on the North Shore and went up and jumped out of a plane. Probably one of the most picturesque and beautiful places that you could ever want to jump out of a plane. Tandem, obviously. So yeah, if you're into that sort of adventure, the thing they that that is a great thing. And also, if you if you've always wanted to go shark diving, kind of kind of shark, you jump into a shark cage and see sharks. Um, I actually had some friends who were on the trip with me for the wedding. They went out to the North Shore and went kind of swimming with sharks. And that the the photos and videos look absolutely incredible there. So okay, so. I'm not going to go um I'm not going to go shark diving or skydiving. <laughs> but what I want to know is your favorite shave ice places and I, I know Matsumoto is going to be on the list, but I want to know uh, some other ones cuz we got to get for our next trip we got to know where to go cuz the shave ice at Olani uh, is terrible. The Dole Whips, it's, it's you're not exactly terrible. right. The Dole Whips, no, it's they, not terrible, Sam. I mean, it's the just not are the fine. Best. It's just, yeah, it's the it's the consistency of it. It's like too hard because they're trying to pack it in so they could put those Mickey ears on it. So, mm -hmm. and, and their shaving machine doesn't shave it. I feel like as fine as at some of the other places. So, anyway, that's my review of the of Elani Shave Ice is not good, but I agree with you, Chris. The Dole Whips amazing. So. But where should we go? Oh, uh, I wish I loved shave ice more. I actually didn't get a shave ice on this trip. I'm not a huge fan of shave ice. It's I I've been to a bunch of places all over the island, and they're mostly these little mom and pop places that you just don't even know. I don't even remember what the name of them are because they're they're little kind of grocery store markets, similar to Kalepa's store at Alani, which was sort of modeled after all of these little family-run stores all over the island. So we need to find a hole in the wall places. 
what yeah, you're saying. You need to find, yeah, Matsumoto is great. They're fantastic. I believe there's a place right across the street too that does uh, shave ice, which is fantastic as well and doesn't usually have as long of a line. Uh, if you go later in the day, obviously that, that Matsumoto will have. I'm just not a huge fan of, of shave ice, which is probably bad, but. <laughs> <laughs> Blasphemy. That's okay. Everybody has their own, you know, taste stuff. I'm a much bigger fan of malasada. So uh, you probably got some malasadas on your trip. You can you can get them, uh, I believe, at Alani now. And oh, really? they, they have them. I thought they had them in in the, uh, what's it, the Ulu Cafe. I, I know that they had them on our last trip in 2018. I'm trying to remember if I, I didn't do a lot of like decadent sweets, treats. Uh, this particular trip outside of the Dole Whip. I, but obviously, Malasadas, there is a, you can do obviously Leonard's Bakery, which is the really famous bakery in Honolulu and get them at. They also have a cart or sort of a truck in, I think, it is it in Waipahu? It, it's it's in one of the towns right before you get to Alani. Yeah, so it's in it's in Waipahu in a shopping center, which is, I think, the closest truck. Oh, yeah, right after the H1, H2 merge. Yeah, yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. As you're coming out to the resort. Yep. Yep. And there's a Starbucks close by, which is perfect for us. Hot malasadas and coffee. So there you go. <laughs> Cold coffee, hot malasadas. <laughs> now, was this? Did they have a Starbucks in Koalina when you were there? In yes. Okay. There that, is, that had, okay. Yeah, so there is near the Target. There is a drive-through. I mean, it's you can walk into. Oh no! There's so there's a Starbucks car. now in Koalina in in the little kind of center where uh, Pizza Corner and Monkey oh. Pop is. Oh yeah, we've we've seen that one, Sam. Remember that's the one you can park in front of. That's right. Yes, but it closes super early. It or at least it did when we were there. It would it was like close. It would close like by two o'clock in the afternoon or something. So if you wanted a uh, coffee in the evening and you happen to be over at the shopping center, you had to go to Island Coffee. Gotcha. Yes. And they stay open a lot later. But we like, I mean, we're Starbucks fans. We obviously live in the Seattle area, but we also like Island Coffee and, you know, like to try some, you know, other coffee places that we can't get here in, in our area. Well, I think we've we've talked food, we've talked off resort activities. You know, Chris, any any sleeper hits for you that we haven't talked about that you know folks say I'm going to Hawaii and tell them you got to do this. I, I think like I was I was kind of if you're thinking about I'm going to go out there, especially you know the flight is pretty long. I mean, obviously from the West Coast it's it's five hours, and then you know if you're going to come from the East Coast, you're you're really putting in you know nine or ten hours, potentially multiple flights. I think like I said, if you're planning a trip out to Hawaii, if you can visit multiple islands. I would say my, you know, my other two favorite islands are the Big Island and Kauai. I'm not a huge fan on Maui. I feel like it's a bit more commercialized and a bit more sort of like Waikiki. It, it's it's very populated, very lots of resorts, lots of people. So if you want a more what I like to call an off island experience, um, which is just kind of a mellow, you know, kind of Hawaii day, if you can, the the flights are very cheap. Southwest Airlines actually flies now between the islands. Um, and obviously, Hawaiian Airlines does as well. And they're pretty quick flights, you know, 45 minutes or less to get between the islands. Go check out Kauai, go check out the Big Island. They offer vastly different experiences, um, you know, especially a lot of outdoor experiences from hiking and biking and river rafting and being able to see volcanoes, just amazing experiences. But if you're going to come out there, you know, uh, for a week, I, I always try to tell people, do all your kind of strenuous activities and sightseeing, go see Pearl Harbor, do all of that your first couple days when you get out there. 
And then if you're going to go to Alani, go to Alani and spend the last four or five or six days of your trip out there and just don't leave the resort. Hang out, veg out, go from the beach to the pool to the lazy river, have a drink, have some Dole Whip, have some shave ice, and just enjoy just a peaceful, relaxing vacation. And then go back to the airport and go home. Um, I think that's a really good way. You know, you get a lot of the activity in at the beginning, and then you get sort of a restful vacation. And I think it's similar, you know, it's a similar tip that you give to Walt Disney World travelers who also want to go on a Disney cruise. It's sort of go to the parks first, expend all your energy, get tired, and then hop on the cruise ship and have a a relaxing rest of your vacation. Uh, I would say do the same thing at Alani. Yeah. I think that's a great tip though, also about, you know, staying in Honolulu or Waikiki area. If you're going to do some of those tourist things that are over there, especially because if you're paying the price tag that you pay at Olani, you want to really enjoy the resort. And so, yes. you know, we have, we, but we've done it differently because we are not going and doing a million different touristy things. We mostly just stay at the, at Olani and maybe spend, you know, a day uh, doing a touristy thing off property while we're happen to be staying at Olani. So I think if you're doing a week at Aulani, you're going to mostly relax at the resort, you know, stay at Aulani the whole time. But if you're going to do a lot of that touristy stuff, you're right. You don't really necessarily want to pay the price tag or be in the location that Aulani is in. I think that's a great tip. And the the other thing just to note when you're going out there, and especially if you're going to do something like that and kind of split up your vacation a couple of nights in Waikiki, a couple, of, and then the rest of your stay at Alani. So, you know, you're going to pay a hotel, you know, if you're flying in and say you land at 1230 or 230 or 430 and you go straight to Alani, you know, you're, you're still paying that full night, but you're only getting maybe a couple hours in the pool and then it's nighttime. If you stay in Waikiki for a couple of days, the day that you go to Alani, you can show up at... 8 a.m. in the morning, you can get your wristband for the pool. You can drop your luggage off with the bellman. Obviously, you know, typically your room would not be ready by then, but you can go have a full day at Alani and really get to enjoy sort of that full day experience versus maybe only having a couple, you know, hours on that very first night because you flew in really late. You know, they, they, it wasn't open uh, when I was there. Hopefully they will open it at some point, but they have sort of that early arrival late checkout lounge that has lockers. They have showers and dressing rooms in there for families to be able to use. Um, so that's a great amenity. A lot of people do take red-eye flights to get back home as well. I took a red-eye flight on my way home this time simply because I wanted that last day to be able to have the whole day at Alani and I could hang out in the beach in the pool you know, until 4 or 5 o'clock, get changed, and then go uh, off to Honolulu and go to the airport. So if you want to maximize your time and your money out there, I think that's a really good tip uh, as well. They will, they will let you in bright and early and you can have a full day out there. Nice. Yeah, that is a good tip. There's also an airport lounge right at the Honolulu airport that uh, you get access to as an Alani guest. You have to book it in advance, uh, but that lounge is also a nice, if, for your departure day, I think especially uh, if you want to head to the airport and, and relax, you can you can do that as well, depending on your flight time and availability. So that's also a good tip. Uh, Sam, anything we haven't asked about that you wanted to, uh, you wanted to get the info on for Alani? I, I do have one other thing I do want to mention. So the app. So obviously Disney is big on apps. You're, you're doing everything 
digitally now. So Alani has an app. It has all of the information. Uh, That's how you're going to get all of your activity information, plus your character greetings for the day. So unfortunately, you can go on early, you know, if you're, say, you know, traveling in the next week or two, you can go on and sort of get an idea of what activities on what days that they're offering right now. And then typically those those will transfer over to the weeks that you're going to be there. Uh, One thing that they don't do until the day of sort of the morning of is actually post the character greeting times and what characters you will actually see. So you sort of like Disney Cruise Line, you don't really know who you're going to see at what time until literally the morning of. And it's they typically tend to be between around 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Most of them meet kind of in the the pool area in in kind of by the lazy river. Uh, But there are a plethora of uh, characters that are out there and several that you typically don't get to see in the domestic part um, that are sort of vacationing with you at Alani uh, that you'll get to meet, which is really fun. My only complaint on the character greetings, and it's a big one, is there's not enough availability of seeing Duffy. He is the one character where both times we've been to Alani, Duffy was only out on one day and we missed him. Both oh, times. okay. So he, I will say, so on my trip that I just took, uh, there were, I was there six days, I think it was. Yeah, six days. I think he was out every other day. Oh my goodness. So with Olumel, Duffy, they had, they were out twice a day, every other day. So I oh. think the number of character greetings, I think has, in you know, definitely increased. You can, you know, similar to going to Disneyland or Walt Disney World, you can walk right up to them, hug them, take pictures with them. There's no social distancing there. I, I saw a ton of characters out there, which is, I think great for for families that that want to be able to have that experience as well. Yeah. Well, we haven't been able to hug them because both times we went, there was social distancing in place. We did get to meet Olumel and Shelly May and Stitch and Angel and Mickey and Minnie. Mickey, and Minnie, Goofy, Goofy Pluto. Yep. Yeah. Pluto, Pluto Daisy, Donald, Donald, Daisy. Yep. Moana. Yeah, all- Yep, we've met all of those characters, but the one we still have not met. So I'm gonna we have uh, we have to go back. Gotta go back. We're gonna gotta go back to gonna, the gonna, island. <laughs> yep, gotta go back, and we gotta well, go meet Duffy. Given. That's <laughs> a given. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a given. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until they're. I know Ama Ama has reopened, and then we will we will head back because uh, I, I I know Sam won't be able to do without Mina's Fish House for very long. So <laughs> oh, yes, yes, <laughs> which is now my favorite restaurant on the planet. So Chris. Super appreciate you coming on and sharing your thoughts about Alani. We love learning all these tips and tricks from people who've traveled there more than we have. So just just really appreciate you taking the time to come on and share it with us. And aloha. Ah, thank you, guys. Yeah, aloha. Thank you guys very much. As always, thank you so much out there for listening to our bonus show this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us those five-star reviews. And if you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air in our main show each and every week. We love connecting with you, our listeners, and hearing your feedback. So head over there, leave us a review. If you'd like to send us a question or be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also connect with our show via our voice mail line. If you'd like to send us a question, a comment, or otherwise have us address your feedback on the air, then just leave us a message at 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like even more great content from the DCL Duo, you can always browse to youtube.com slash DCL Duo for our vlog. 
If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash Duo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Patreons out there for making this show happen each and every month. We also really appreciate our amazing show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you're looking to book your next fabulous Disney vacation, head over to www.mypathunwinding.com slash Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of Disney Cruise Line or the Disney Company. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night. Good night.